Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and I am so pumped to be talking to you today because we are really talking about... um, as this year kind of comes to a close. So I'm recording this right before the end of 2019. And I don't know about any of you, but this year has definitely been one of um, molting, transformation, shedding, whatever you want to call it. But what I've noticed is that for the most part, most people this year have gone through some type of shift, transformation, um, not just in their like personal lives, but their career, their families, their spirit. If we're getting down to like the nitty gritty, um, you guys know I do not shy away from all of the metaphysical woo woo talk. Here we are um, going straight in for it. We're not even two minutes in, (laughs) but really they're, um, there was so much of our spirit, I think, longing for more this year. There were so many of us uh, leaving relationships that weren't serving us, that were not necessarily, I saw so many of like, this person's a really great person, but they, their way of being and their, the way that they're showing up in life and the way that they are a partner to me doesn't feel aligned with what I want for my life and the way that I want my life to be lived and how I want to love and be loved. And so leaving in ways that were very honest and open and good. Um, I saw a lot of people making changes and shifts in careers, like literally dropping careers that they had had for 10 plus years and really built something in and being like, fuck this. And going to something completely different that they're like, oh, this is my passion. This is my calling. I love it. Or going back to school, all of these things that really take this deep rooted call to more, right? You feel there's something that you're like this, the need to be fulfilled, the need to honor alignment and your highest good were so prevalent in 2019, not just for myself, not just for my clients, but literally every freaking person I talked to. Um, With that being said, I wanted to share something that um, I think is one of the most profound things that I teach and one of the most profound ways in order to cultivate change within your life. Um, and I cannot remember where this quote is from. So if you can find it, great. Find me, tag me at Shalane Carter on Instagram. Let me know where this quote's from. But 
you cannot live as your highest self. I'm paraphrasing. You cannot live as your highest self, be living your best life, be doing all the things that you have dreamed of in the habit patterns of the life that you're living. Let me say that again. You cannot have the life you desire while still living the life that you're in. If you want to have a million dollar business, if you want to lose 50 pounds, if you want to attract that soulmate, that partner, if you want to have thriving connections with women, because for so long you are tired of feeling like, I just get along with men better. You want to have a thriving career or business where you don't feel like you have to keep up with the boys or you don't have to hustle, hustle, hustle. Because clearly all of those behaviors have gotten you to where you are, which has served you thus far. So up until 2019, those behaviors served what you needed, whether that is, you know, you needed it as a blessing or you needed it as a lesson. It, the the lessons always end up being blessings. I will uh, I will surprise you and let you know that they always end up being blessings. But first, they got to be lessons. You have to learn the things before you can feel like I'm grateful for those things that were hard and were challenging. So if you're really wanting to transform your life or transform an area of your life, you cannot continue with the same kind of habits that got you there. Okay, so um, I'm going to use um, fitness as an example um, because I was just talking about this with a friend of mine. Um, A lot of my clients come to me and they're like, well, I go to the gym every day and I just don't understand why I'm not losing weight. I've been on so many diets, blah, blah, blah. I may lose a little weight, but it always comes back. I really don't eat that much. I only have, you know, I eat a lot of salads. I've been drinking a lot of water. You know, they say all of these little things to me. And I'm like, well, clearly nutrition and exercise is not your problem. If you're eating all the salads and you're doing all the workouts, there's something deeper. Because what you're telling me is what you want me to hear and what you tell yourself. What you're telling me is that I go to the gym, but I don't have a clear direction when I'm at the gym, or I don't have a clear understanding of how things work, calories in versus calories out, like the basic thermogenics of the body. I'm going there because I think that's what I need to do to lose weight. Or I'm eating more salad. Okay, well, great. How much salad dressing are you putting on there? You're putting all those sliced almonds and all the feta cheese and all the extras, all the dried cranberries that are just so wonderful this time of year, but also add a lot of calories. And are you having that for one meal? And then for dinner, you're running through a drive-through and for breakfast, you're, you know, shoving a slice of leftover pizza in your mouth and drinking a Diet Coke and running out the door and calling it a day? Just because you've replaced one meal with greenery does not actually change, A, the caloric intake, so it's not going to change your composition on your body, the weight on your body. But there are so many other factors, so many other. I do a lot of work of healing the mindset, the subconscious beliefs, the energetic 
patterns of your body so that way you can heal the root of the problem why you have these behaviors that are getting you into trouble in the first place that are perpetuating your weight problem. It's like for the matchmaker, you know, when she's trying to find, or he, it could be a boy matchmaker, I hate to discriminate. Um, When the matchmaker is trying to find a couple that are simpatico, I think that's a good word to use there. Then when she's trying to find people that are cohesive and you're talking to the person who is paying for the matchmaker and they're, they're like, okay, set me up with somebody. And they're like, okay, tell me a little bit about yourself. And they are like, well, um, I like to travel a lot. I have a very flexible schedule. So I kind of get up and leave whenever I want. I am not super close with my family. It's, um, I travel the world a lot, but I don't actually travel home. I don't have a lot of close friends, mostly because again, I travel a lot. All of those things say to me, I create distance from my immediate family. I am not available for energetic connection of friendship. And I do not have any type of consistency that would emulate I'm ready for a consistent commitment. So that in of itself, if I were looking to set somebody up, I'd say, okay, well, then I need to also find like a digital nomad or something like that that's going to be good with that person. So if you're this person who's traveling all the time and you're trying to find somebody that works with your lifestyle, but you're traveling to all the local joints wherever you are and hoping to spark something with somebody, the reality is the spark may be there, but what you're seeking is different than how you're living. If you're wanting consistent commitment and somebody who can share your life with you, you want to settle down, but all you're doing is traveling and all you're doing is meeting people in different cities, how the hell are you going to find somebody who's consistent and has roots and has good friendships and relationships and knows how to communicate effectively if you are not living that way yourself or are not aiming to live that way? I'm really open about how I joke about how I um, manifested my now boyfriend who's fucking amazing. And it got to a point where I was like, how do you not see that the way that I was living, I was picking emotionally unavailable men because I was emotionally unavailable. I was living in a way that would not open and invite somebody of similar... um, similar caliber or similar values into my life. So once I started to treat myself like I was dating, I became the kind of person I wanted to date. I was consistent with my values, unwavering for, you know, the whim of the moment. So um, not investing time in men that were not going to, who were not emotionally available for a long-term commitment, which is what I was looking for. You know, when I was in my fitness, when I first began fitness, I was like, okay, I was like, how am I going to be successful? That's how I used to watch. I, I talk about a lot now that I read a lot at night and I go through tons of books and I've read um, over 30 books this year. And I used to be a TV watcher, like I binge Netflix and chiller And not that there's anything wrong with that. 
but I began to schedule in my workouts, to schedule in, I became so good at scheduling some things in because at the time, I honestly did not know how to make time for my health. I didn't know how to make myself a priority. It had never been an example to me growing up of this is my time. I'm concerned about, you know, taking that concern and that prioritization for yourself of like, I only get to live in one body. So yes, I'm going to take the one hour to work out away from my family, my kids, my husband, my responsibilities, because I too, as a human being, am important. And when I started to really implement all of these strategies of really shifting into habits that supported the person that I wanted to be, not the person that I was, is really when my life started to change and change rapidly. So many people like Gabby Bernstein, Joe Dispenza, any people that really work with manifesting or um, the kind of neurological aspect behind it really talk about you have to live as if it's already happening because when you speak it into the universe, the universe delivers. And when you're already living it, the universe delivers quickly. They are not the Amazon two-day prime. They are the like Grubhub, Postmates, I'll get it to your door in 30 minutes kind, okay? Because you stop using words like should and try and kind of and I'm going to. You start using words like I am, I have, this is, I'm doing, I'm being. All of these things, words of embodiment rather than fluff words that fall in the middle because when they're undistinguishable of in your mind of whether they are clear intent of yes, do or no, don't, your mind doesn't understand gray middle ground. It likes to create order. It likes to create balance. That's why it does, you know, when you eat excess with food, it's like, okay, well, I don't really know what to do with it. So I'm just going to hold on to it because I might need it later. But, you know, we're just going to hang on to it right here. Right here is good because I need to do something with it. The body's not like, hmm, maybe I'll just let it linger in the stomach. Maybe the large intestine. No, it's like we're digesting. We're moving it along. We're moving on to the next. We're utilizing what we can. And we're putting this to the side. You know, it's yes or it's no. The body is always trying to create this balance. It doesn't like to live in limbo. So it doesn't really understand the gray. So there are some things that you can really do right now, today, before 2020, to start to embody the kind of person that you want to be. So the first thing um, is I don't write New Year's resolutions. Fuck New Year's resolutions. I th- at one point, they're a really great starting point. But if you're listening to this podcast, I feel like we're past this. And we are going to write out our future. It's not a resolution. It's not a, I'm going to try. These are things that, these are my goals. We are already living these things. You are going to write down things that you want to come to fruition as if they are already live and in living color right now, okay? So, say for example, 
you want a Range Rover. Okay. Because I like to use tangible things because it really tests this ability of the universe to like make it happen. <coughs> Excuse me. So you're like, okay, you have to set a time. I'm going to feel so good. We're going to say by the summer. Okay. But that's even too broad. I love driving this Range Rover. The seats are so comfortable. I love the air conditioned built-in to the, my seats. It's going to be so great for our road trip in July. I love the sunroof. The kids get along so well. This car is exactly what I've needed and wanted to feel like my best self. And I am so grateful that this happened for me. So really speaking, like the experience is already happening. Speaking in a way that really promotes the universe to like get in line, right? Because when we're too vague and when we use words like try, should, could, all of those things, it really speaks to the body of unknowing and uncertainty, the mind and your physical like outer world only know directives. This is good. That is bad. So when you speak in shoulda, coulda, wouldas and kind of, sorta, maybe I'll try. It doesn't see it as yes or no. It can't categorize it. So nothing happens. Nothing. It just gets put out there, but nothing comes back to you because it doesn't know which direction to go. So first thing you're going to do is write down all of the things that you are going to be living in 2020 as if they are happening at this moment. I'm loving being able to vacation on the beach with my family this year. I'm loving that I can afford that with ease. It's already paid for. Our excursions are paid for. I love Tulum, Mexico. Buying bikinis soon. You know, whatever it is. It can be buying a home. It can be, you know, I'm, and that's how I spoke. Like, I am so thankful that I have a partner that is so supportive. I am so thankful for somebody who understands and gets me for me. And doesn't judge me for all of my woo-woo-ness. He loves all of those pieces of me. He loves my children. He is an active participant in parenting, even though they're not his kids. And I will tell you, every single one of those things are true. I began to live as if they already happened. I took a vow of celibacy, for heaven's sakes. Like I was like, nope, this isn't my person. I only sleep with my person. So if, <laughs> you have to commit, okay? Like clearly I committed, okay? Um, you really have to commit with aligning then all of your habits to ones that would be as if you were already living in them. I would never step out on somebody who was my person, somebody who was my soulmate. 
I would never eat things or participate in activities that were out of the alignment of my health. Okay, not to say that that you, things don't happen sometimes and you, you're like, oh, I said that. Like, I meant, I didn't mean kind of. I really meant I'm going to do it. Like, I am, the, you know, sometimes it happens and we're humans. And instead of being like, man, like, why? Uh, I, I now put in shoulda instead of, and kind of, and maybe instead of I am, I be, I, 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 this. I am embodying this. It's okay. We're all human. And instead of living in that like guilt and that fear of like, okay, well now it's not going to happen and blah, blah, blah. No, we just get back on the living it train. Okay. You just get back into all of the affirmations that affirm and solidify the way that you are going to be living in 2020. Like you are already living it. So that's the first thing. Write down all of those things first. And then go through your life and really this is where a lot of um when i work with my clients it's it is a very self-reflective process because so much of our lives is lived out of subconscious behaviors things that we were taught to do and believe and think before we were even eight years old how many memories do you have before you were eight they're kind of spotty right but from the past five years much more clear you know, there are like big things that maybe stick out f- to you before eight. But after that, you're like, it kind of gets a little, little, little hazy. <clears throat> but moving forward from eight, nine, 10, middle school, high school, college, all of those things, there's so many more clear memories. So you're operating from a system that was programmed before you really could even have the wherewithal to know whether what was really good or bad. You've adopted these subconscious beliefs from somebody else. So what you have to do is then you have to become really self-reflective and being like, okay, if I wrote down all of these things that I, I'm going to be living this way in 2020, I'm going to have this amount of money in my bank account. I'm going to have this car. I'm going to have this partner. I'm going to have these things. I, cause I'm already living it. If I'm living that way, what are the habits that I am doing now that do not support living like my 2020 self? Okay, so if your goal, I come back to weight because it's what I work with most frequently. Um, <clears throat> if your goal is to lose, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, whatever, then that means for me, it meant going out with my girlfriends to have drinks needed to be exchanged for quality time, like at their home, cooking a healthy meal together. I still wanted the quality time with my girlfriends, but I couldn't sacrifice that I was probably going to go, I don't know where you all live, but for me, it's Roberto's here. Okay. Roberto's is a cute little taco shop. They're all over the city. And, you know, after a night of drinking, you're like, Uber, take me to Roberto's where I can get, um, you know, chicken roll or um, taquitos, right? You get taquitos, lots of guac, sour cream, cheese, maybe carne asada fries, which all are delicious, but did not promote the weight loss that I, I needed to happen. So I needed to find ways to connect to people that was not social drinking. Okay. So that was kind of something that was a little bit hard for me because that's 
you know, I was in my early 20s and that's what you did a lot for socializing. And so it was stuff like that. It was stuff that, okay, fast food, I have no control over what's in it, how much. Um, Not that I need to control all of my foods, but honestly, like serving sizes and all this, like, you know, sometimes those fry bins are, are half full. And sometimes they're filled like double what they should be. And I'm only counting it as, as like one, you know, one little fry container. And not only that, like none of that food actually makes me feel good. So I really had to start paying attention to what foods make me feel good. How did I digest well? Starting to track what I was eating allowed me to monitor how I felt after I ate them and then be able to interpret what was actually good and nourishing my body and what was just weighing me down energetically. You know, I was looking at, okay, yes, I was going to the gym. At one point I was quote unquote eating clean and I was going to the gym five days a week, weight training for an hour to an hour and a half with a half hour of cardio every single day. Do you want to know something? I didn't lose a fucking pound. Now, all those methods are what so many trainers prescribed, but the reality was it was so misaligned with what my body needed. I needed to be strategic about my weight training. I needed to make sure I was resting. I was overworked. I was being still overfed, even though I was clean eating. And I was under rested. Recipe for disaster. If you have ever yo-yo dieted, you are probably all too familiar. If you've been on a diet, workout regimen, anything like that, that you have not seen any results, even though you're putting in the work, and legit, you are being honest about it, you are putting in the work, it's because something is off within your body energetically. Something is not matching up. Every person is not a cookie cutter. This is why one-on-one coaching exists because you have to address the person as the individual whole. So when I really started to look at my workout programs and stuff like that, I realized, I'm like, okay, I'm a very long I'm 5'10". I'm a very tall woman. I'm also a very long-limbed person. I am all legs, all arms, and I have a shorter torso. And I really, it was so easy for me to grow my upper body. My upper body responded really quickly. My lower body did not. My glutes and hamstrings were underdeveloped. And so my quads, the front side of my legs, were taking over. So here I was trying to grow me a nice bootylicious backside and I'm just growing my quads. So I, this is kind of where my journey began of like having to research like what was for me? Why was this happening? And not just going with the cookie cutter like, okay, just work out and eat clean. So I was really having to look at the habits that I was doing. Even the coach that gave me like the clean eating and all that, like none of these promoted my highest good. I didn't feel aligned with my own self at that point. I was like, I don't understand. I'm putting in the work. So I had to then put in the work to research. You have to begin to look at your habits and look at something deeper. Why is this not working? What is working about it? What isn't? Leave behind what isn't anymore. You know, if you struggle with binge eating. When do you binge eat? 
Why do you binge eat? Is it things that people say that have a tendency to throw you over the edge? Is it that you start to Netflix and then you grab a bag of Cheetos and before you know your family size bag of Cheetos is gone and you're only two episodes in? What happened before the Netflix? How often are you doing that? What, you know, you really have to look at your habits and why they are habits and not just accept them for what is because it's been what is for you for so long. So first thing you're doing, you're writing your 2020 you down as if it's already happening. Second thing you're doing is going through and really identifying habits that you have in your life that are not serving your 2020 you. Okay. And then the third thing that you're going to do is you're going to create a plan. Now, plans can change, but it's like, um, I equated this the other day on my Instagram. It's like when you are trying to get to a place that you've never been with no map and somebody just says, oh, it's kind of up north around this. So you start to head in that direction, but you don't know where the hell you're going, really. You're just going. (laughs) So creating some type of plan to get that momentum rolling is going to give yourself, your mind, and the universe a direction to move the energy into. So if you are trying to get promoted at work, for instance, you know, you may check in with your boss. Hey, this is something that I'm really wanting to advance with. What kind of are some things, maybe having a meeting with him and going over what are the things that he would be looking for or she would be looking for for that position. Hey, you know, how can, how do I need to go through any training? Is there anything that I can do to really be that person that is qualified for that position? Right? Okay. Do these things, get yourself a plan. Or if you're, you know, trying to attract a partner, Okay, so you're already talking yourself into the the partner that you want to be. You're living as if that they're already there. You're making room on that side of the bed for whenever they show up. You're not sleeping in the middle anymore, being a bed, bed hog. And then you're like, okay, they're not just going to show up. They might. But I need to begin that momentum of putting myself out there. Maybe get on a dating app. Okay, and be very selective about who you're meeting. Treat it like an interview. Do not go into places that are going to compromise your 2020 self. If your 2020 self is not going to revert back to emotionally destructive behaviors that was keeping you single and unhappy, and you're living as your 2020 self already, do not put yourself into situations when you're dating that would allow you to easily slide back into comfortable habits of 2019 you. So that means maybe just meeting them for coffee being a clear timeline. I have an hour. I would love to meet you for coffee, get to know each other. Or hey, why don't we meet for lunch? I've got something that I've got to go to at this time. So between here and here is good. Giving it parameters. The universe likes to be clear and have some sort of expectation of when it's supposed to show up. So when you start to create parameters around just when you're going to date someone, it also says if you're putting out there that you're going to be in a loving relationship within the next six months, that by July, you're going to be vacationing together for the first time and it just feels so great and blah, blah, blah. You have to start creating those timeline parameters when you're dating. So that way the universe knows you mean business when you put out a timeline. So energetically, when you start to attract those things in, it's very clear as to when it's supposed to happen. 
So my last and final thing is to release expectation. At this point, you have done all the work. There are going to be times when you're trying to get that promotion, when you're trying to find that person, when you're trying to shift careers, attract clients, whatever it is, that they are going to show up and you're going to be called in in unusual ways. Okay, so back to my last example, maybe you are going on dates and you're creating all these parameters and then you bump into somebody at Whole Foods because, you know, you're eating healthy and you're feeding your 2020 best self the best foods and it's all organic or whatever. And you're like, well, we kind of have a kind of a a connection. Don't, don't discount that connection just because it's not on the dating app that you, you've been putting into um, existence, right? The universe is saying, all right, I see you. I see you. Here it is. And it may not always come in the package that you expect the ribbons and the bows and the package that, that the, Delivery is not important. What's important is what's inside the package, right? Your career may mean you may need to leave the company you're at in order to have that position in that that company somewhere else. Maybe somebody headhunts you and they're like, you know what? We think you'd be really great for this position, even though you've been working your ass off at the job that you're at for that same position. It might offer you something better. Be open to something better, releasing the expectation of it should come this way. I expect it to be that way, this way, you know, and setting your own personal egotistical box around it. You have to put out there what you want to bring in and then let it come in how it's supposed to come in. You have to put out there that you want to find the right health and wellness coach that's going to help you heal your, you know, patterns of binge eating and blah, 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 and then actively seek out, you know, start just going to the gym, even if it's just a walk on the treadmill, start researching some different, you know, binge eating and, you know, start to do your own research. And then you may find somebody that you are like, you know what, I really resonate with this person. They teach how, how it makes sense to me. So yes, I'll hire that person rather than expecting the binge eating expert to come to you. You know, so I just wanted to share those four, four points. So one, you're speaking as if it is already there. Two, you're eliminating habits that do not serve your highest 2020 self. Three, you are making a plan, a roadmap on how to do it. That way you have daily guidance and clarity. Four, you are releasing all of your expectation and allowing the universe to serve and support you in the way that is supporting your highest good, not how you expect to be supported. So I hope that you really took something away from this. I think there are so many little snippets that even if you're like, yeah, I got that, I got that, I got that, but oh. So if you have any aha moments, things that you really, really loved about this episode, I would really love it. If you just took a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, put it up in your stories, let me know what your takeaway was, or even write a review on iTunes. I love, love, love hearing about how you're enjoying the podcast, what your takeaways are, and that way I also know how to best serve you in other podcasts, what kind of guests you want, subjects you want me to touch on and teach on. So the only way I know that is if you share that with me. So when you listen to this episode, make sure you take a screenshot, throw it up on your Instagram stories, tag me at Shalane Carter. 
Um, if you're interested in any of the work that I do or getting any freebies, you can always join the Eat, Pray, Slay Collective on Facebook. So that's where all of my free trainings are held. And I cannot wait to uphold you and your highest self in 2020. Um, if you're ever interested in working with me, you can always find me too on Instagram. Um, or you can always email me, shalanecarter at gmail.com. So talk soon, guys. Cheers.